I met Johnny Laugh in 1994 at Wycliffe Bay Holiday Park. He was a visiting cabaret comedian, which I always enjoyed watching. He was another act that talked to us resident young entertainers backstage and offered advice, but mainly just bantered with us. He's one of the lads and always has a story to tell. Today we talk about his Mrs. Brown act, his residency at Potter's Resort and days touring with Freddie Starr, a complete liability. And hats off to Johnny for putting up with Freddie's unpredictability. I mean, if I knew what Freddie was like and I was offered tours with him, I would have turned it down. But I'm not saying I wasn't a fan of Freddie's work. I was a fan. And I'm a fan of Johnny Laughs. He has the likability factor and he's got time for people. Always has and always will. Enjoy my chat today with Johnny Laugh. Hello, mate. Hello, Johnny. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Every time I speak to a Johnny, this is uh, the fault of Dave Evans. He always spoke to me on the phone like a ventriloquist dummy. He goes, hello, Johnny. So every time I speak to Johnny Laugh or Johnny Manns, Johnny Casson, I always start with, hello, Johnny. Can you take on, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very much like um, Morecambe and Wise, you know, like Eric Morecambe used to do as well, I think, on those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm good, very good, yeah, very, very, very good. Yeah, my lifestyle <laughs> is so, you know, so, so, so extravagant, you know, I mean, I, don't, I drive around an old Skoda pickup, you know, what I mean, I've got to keep that going, poor buggers. It's 40 years old this year, she's just using it on her last legs. And that's the, that's the car, by the way. You're not talking about the car. Oh, you are talking about the car. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> On the last legs. 40. Life used to begin at 40. You've just knocked it off no, at 40. They, they, they said you can do it at 40, what you did at 20, it means you did bugger all when you were 20. <laughs> and if you can remember it, it weren't worth remembering. They yeah. Say, no, they say, they, they say what you used to do all night takes you all night to do now. <laughs> I love these. They're brilliant. But you feed me these slides and I'll do them. <laughs> Every time I work with you, I'm always your straight man. I always have to go on before you. Do you remember that? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember that place down in, uh, in Slough? We was all with Mandy Ann, the state quo tribute. Mandy Ann, yeah. It was yeah. a really rough club, really bad. And they said, oh, they hate comics. Yeah. <laughs> you were gacking. And I went, oh, no, I turned and said to you, oh, Steve, uh, I'm on first. And you went, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you were new to it then, I tell you, you I mean, there'd be no problem now. No, no that was last now. year, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, that was a good thing we did for Andy. That was it, brilliant. That, it was, uh, that little tribute thing that uh, Eddie put on was brilliant. That was fantastic. That was lovely. That's when I last worked with you, Johnny, uh, up in Cromer, doing that village hall. Sold yeah, out, didn't it? Completely sold lovely. out. I mean, it was just, what a great audience and great crowd. And you know, everybody had a real fantastic night. And they love and a I raffle, won, and, and don't I they? Good. Oh, you won, did you? People yeah. do love a raffle. If you put on a good show, do a raffle, they're getting bonuses, aren't they? They, they get a bottle of a bottle of mulled wine from the Christmas before and some... Yeah, some yeah. <laughs> party also. <laughs> a box of chocolate liqueurs that no one wants. Oh, uh, no. Do you know what? I had... This is true. This my mate. I broke down once. Somebody brought me some liqueurs. Anyway, I got, I got in the ditch I just, in the snow. And uh, he came down his range and pulled me out. And I said, oh, he went, what are those of that liqueurs? And he had about five or six, right? Screw this. <laughs> On his way back, he went off the road. And oh. he slid. Police pulled up and said, have you been drinking? He went, nice, and you smell a drink. He tested positive on the bag, right? No. And he went, I've been eating liqueurs. He said, let my mate behind me, who's just following me. He's got them, have a look. So they went, yeah, but it's still alcohol. And he went... I didn't know that. Anyway, they said, sorry, sir, we've got to take on the station. He oh. went down the station and blowed in that machine, and it, it was it was below the limit. Oh, luckily. He, he was cacking himself. He was cacking himself. Oh, my God, can you imagine that, getting breathalyzed for eating a Snickers or a Mars bar? Oh, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, well, good, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Snickers, Nick, Nick, Snickers, 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 Oh, oh, the lorry drivers. Lorry drivers are getting pulled over for eating all them Yorkies. <laughs> you... I know, you have to be careful Yorkies these days. They bite your ankles. They're terrible, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our introduction. This is Johnny Laugh. I've got questions here, Johnny, so I'll just go for a list. And then... And then Small list. Yeah. But I mean... Have you got a lisp? Can you imagine a ventriloquist having a lisp? I don't know if that would... Oh, because the... What it says was... Because the dummy would have it as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, they would have to, wouldn't he? Because he couldn't change it. It fascinates me when people have got a stutter and they sing. Yeah, 
Like, they do, they've got stammer, and I feel really, I think, brilliant. But could you imagine that? What's his name? Open all hours. <laughs> you know, the old Ronnie Barker, you know. Yeah, yeah. Nothing more than that. So now I'm resigning myself to the fact that doing my live stuff on Facebook. Yeah. I do potters once a week or sometimes twice a week. Okay. And that's plenty for me. And I don't, I travel down the road, Steve, and it ain't fortunes. Uh, yeah. But when you work out on a monthly basis, I'm doing all right. I'm getting, you know, I'm on the books. I've been on the books for four years. That's, that's good. Know, that's so lucky. When they said to me at the end of the summer, at the end of the, when they said we're closing down, we were doing one show. I'm not only doing stand-up in the show, mm. I'm also doing songs like, you know, like um, um, swing numbers, like Me and My Shadow, you know, You Make Me Feel So Young. I put a bit of comedy bent in it. Lovely. But to, to be somebody to say to me there, you can do that. I mean, I love the Chroma Pier show because that let me do stuff that I wanted to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, that, that, that's that's nice because you can do your rats, can't you? DVD. Mm. And like the laughs are brilliant. I'm like, it's so many, and, it, and it's not dubbed. It was one that Bruce took. And <laughs> even Bruce said to me, when I, when I went down once, he went, I can't believe you've not been back here. But Johnny, where did you first get the bug from? You were a redco, weren't you? Yeah, I was a redco at Butlins. Well, I was a school I was a school idiot, really. I was a, it's the old story. Every comic will tell you, they yeah. always mucked about in school. Yeah. They always played up in school. And uh, quick story, I, I used to muck about in school all the time. Doing, I mean, it was when like, Norman Wisdom, it was first start, not the first day, but was the name I muck about. And I'd do Jack Douglas, you know, super hoi, all that and all that. And I'd muck about. So you do and loads of impressions while you was in school. You're just doing impressions and, and yeah, impressions slapstick. And well, a lot of stuff. You know, <laughs> this impression of a teacher used to walk like Prince Philip with his hands behind him. I said, he's like a duck. Because uh, that got me in trouble. I got, me, got in trouble for talking to the Queen Mother. Yeah. My mother came to our school. No. And they said, don't talk to her. She don't want to talk. She won't talk to anybody. And she came up to me and I'd just done a gymnastics display <laughs> with a horse. And a pop horse over the top. Yeah. And she went, oh, that was very good. I said, would you enjoy it? I said, oh, I'm pleased. I said, because I've only been doing it about a week. I said, how's the family, by the way? <laughs> oh, that's lovely. I said, listen, I've made a Christmas cake. None of my family eat Christmas cake. Would you like to take it home for your family? And she went, oh, we're not. And she said, yeah, I had one my lady in waiting, but it was lovely to her. I said, you know what? Oh, my mum loves you. <laughs> said, What's your mum's name? I said, Evelyn, right? She went, well, that's a lovely name. And I said, and then she went, it's very nice. And I could see my headmaster, steam coming out of his ears. Right? <laughs> he called, called me in the office and the, his assistant head said, she will be the only person you'll ever remember from this school trip. Yeah, well, that's brilliant. Do not talk to the Queen Mother. Where you actually done done an interview. Did opportunity knocks? That was years ago with Huey Green, but that wasn't the actual TV show. That was a touring show. Oh, okay, a stage thing. It was thing. in Boreham Wood. It was in Boreham Wood, and uh, there were seventy-five acts, and I came third out of seventy-five acts. That's good. Wow. Which uh, I think Barry Britton came first. All right. Sadly passed away a few months ago. Oh. The comic Barry Britton, and there was two guys who did dance routine who were fantastic. They were on the show. I did get offered the show, but they, they wanted me to sign a contract and all this, and it was all... It's a bit like today. They, they say, can you sign this contract? And I went, I, I don't know what I'm signing for. Wait. I've got about 12 minutes. Yeah, That's yeah. Got. Sure. About 17, 16, I think. 16, those, th those guys you talked about, were they the Clark brothers? Yes, they were. Ah, oh, brilliant. Brothers, yeah. Steve, yeah. Oh. I, I met Steve. I didn't meet his brother, but they were phenomenal, weren't they? Oh, they did that dance routine and they used to spin around. Another act that's very much like them is Jimmy and Brian, sadly Jimmy no longer with us, Jimmy and Brian Patton. Patton brothers, brothers, yeah. Who were the Chuckle brothers as well, they're Chuckle. Yeah, and, you know, yeah they're brothers, they're, all four of them. Jimmy and Brian got me into the business. Did they really? They got me into, when I was a Red, I used to go with them to their Sunday concert, it might be at Skegness or wherever, but I used to go and move, help, help move their gear around on stage and all this. And I watched them and watched them and they trained me up. Brilliant. So he was a little roadie, sort of similar to me with Jimmy Tamley. You were you were going around with the Patton brothers and you were kind of roadie for him for yeah, a short while. Yeah, well, drove, he had a bloody jag. He did a beautiful jag. But another quick story about the school. When I was at school, my teacher said to me, Mr. Oxley, you'll make nothing of yourself. You'll never be a comedian. I love right? those sort of teachers, aren't they? <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, and anyway, about, it must have been 10 years later, I bought my first jag, right? It wasn't a fact, it was nice, it was white, but it was a bit of a shed, but it looked good. And I pulled up outside the, this um, newspaper's shop. Anyway, he's in there. And I went, oh, Mr. Oxley, he said, so, so what are you doing now then, young man? He said, are you, I, I suppose you're on the dole, are you? I said, come out here. 
I said, see that, Jack? I said, that's mine, you know. That's from being a comedian. I'll get a picture for you. I'll sign it, if you like. I've got a picture, I signed it. And I stuck it under the window of his Titch, Titch and Two Seven. <laughs> <laughs> I've never looked back. Wow. Good for you, mate. Well, you should do. You should use the wing mirrors for that. But I'm sure the Jags got them. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I've got reversing camera. Oh, mate. Well, well done, mate. It's nice to get your own back, isn't it? <laughs> Nice to get your own back. But did you... I started because I was a red coat, but I had six years as a red. Where, where was you a red? Was it just a certain... Oh, Skegness. I started with Filey. All over, okay. Yeah, then I went to Skegness, uh, yeah. Okay. And then when I finished uh, Skegness again, I did two years, We went. I went down to Bogner, and uh, there's a guy called Wee Frank from Clyde Bank. Yeah. We were in the station waiting to go to Bogner, and a bomb <laughs> went off in the ticket office. Wow, and really? Like, and the IRA was all bit, and we, me and him had just left the ticket office, and we were waiting by a, by a trolley, and suddenly the, the window just literally blew out the whole thing. Honestly, the whole thing just went crazy. And the, the people people killed. It was wasn't a, you know, and it was real big, and, uh, and it just yeah. you think, oh, how lucky was I? Ten minutes ago, we were there getting a ticket. That's crazy. Welcome to Butlins. I wasn't an official blue coat at Pontins. I was a coat, but in private parks, you know. So, and I'll tell you where I first met you, Johnny. 1994, Whitecliffe Bay Holiday Park. God, dear for Les. Yeah, Les Did Constable, not. yeah, bless him. We lost him last year. But you were one of my visiting cabarets. So I, I've got a picture of you in the dressing room, which I will put on this podcast when really? we post it out. I look terrible, didn't I? You didn't look terrible. That that hair was yours, wasn't it? That curly thing I, on I, your head. It was natural, yeah. yeah did you, I die dead or did I go all right? You look like Kevin Keegan. Well, I only had my photos taken with the good axe and you, you are oh, in you? there. <laughs> I, must have, I must have got a laugh then. Uh, you got a laugh, not a laugh. Les, Les, Les was lovely with me because he used to say to me, if you're bored, go and see my wife. Debbie, lovely Debbie, yeah, yeah. Is she still alive? Oh yeah, yeah, she's around. She's lovely. They got three, three girls, I think, three daughters. So they're, they're she all. She was lovely. I think I only had, didn't only have one when I met her. Me too. She was a dancer, wasn't she? Yeah, she used to choreograph some of the production shows we had there, you know. And I, I'd done all those production shows. So '94, I doing the season there, and and you would turn up, and Tony Maroney, and all these, these, these acts did from. Peters as well, did he? Bring same year as me didn't he yeah i never met Bryn. he never come there when i was there but yeah he was around that circuit at the same time you know really good acts phil doyle uh glenn oh, m ford <laughs> yeah great names i should love tony moroni's act oh he's brilliant wasn't he and, and also, crisco um, crisco is... oh i spent so much time with crisco he's ours oh he's just one funny man not tell me a story about the sausages what is that the woman used to chuck him. He used to chuck him in the bin at a hotel. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and she used to take him out to cook him for breakfast the next morning. Oh. And they were just rubbish. It was just rubbish in there. It wasn't like oh. for me. It was like cheap old, you know, <laughs> yeah, kale, like kale and stuff. Yeah. And she'd say, "What are you doing with them?" So I'm saying, "Oh, I'll let them have breakfast tomorrow morning." <laughs> she ran a B and B, did she? Yeah. Well, he, no, the one he was working at it was a gig where he was doing the hotel. Oh, you're joking. And he just chucked him in the bin. Well, no, because he had. Used to make me laugh with that. We used to wave the sausage. Used to say, "If you take the photograph, make sure you get me handed." <laughs> <laughs> and I tried to get him a gig with Freddie Starr once, and I took Freddie down to oh, oh Camden Sands, and we stood right out the way, and it, you know, the, the guy gave us a little place where he could stand where nobody could see us. And he was so eager to get with Freddie; it was funny as anything. And he kept going, "Poor Freddie!" Said Freddie. He said, "Did you think Freddie Starr like this? Did you like this? What the red chair? What did you? Oh, did you like this?" God. Oh, bless him. But you, you still have Butlin's reunions, don't you? Yeah, we, we, we did a, we did the first one we did was uh, years ago, and it was down at Bognor Regis. And the sad thing was, we had about 80 people went, right? Yeah. Kev Devan turned up, Kevin Devan. Oh, bless Kevin, Kevin yeah. Kev, yeah. Kevin, I were Redcoats at Clacton. Oh, brilliant. Redcoats at Clacton. Okay. And we went to get to Bognor, and they never treated, they never, uh, you know, uh, sort of said, oh, we've got some Redcoats here. And didn't want to know. No. The following year we did Brighton and they were great. They were great. Uh, we went to Scarborough and last year we went to Tork Torquay and that was the best one. Oh, and there brilliant. was a girl called Mandy Collard who ran it. Okay. And, uh, used to run a hotel, the Majestic, Majestic Temple Stone. Do you know it? 
Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. I've been down at Sand Bay in Pontins, and they always have a oh, Butlins. Yeah. Yeah. They always have a Butlins yeah. reunion there with Mike Martin, Ray Martin. Yeah, a lot of red coats turn up there. But oh, you... yeah, Ray Martin comes to the one at, at Torquay. We had so much fun. I mean, a friend of mine, Carol and Jackie and and John Linney, Jerry Yardley. We had so many people from Clacton. Yeah. And we just took over, you know what I mean? It's so nice to get together, isn't it, and reminisce about being red coats and blue coats and things. It's I, just... wouldn't, I wouldn't wear a uniform, though. I said, I'm not going to wear a red coat. I mean, why not? Because I don't want to wear a red coat. I'm a comic. And they kept saying to me, can you do Mrs. Brown? I went, no, I can't do Mrs. Brown because I flew on an aeroplane to <laughs> Exeter and then drove from Exeter to Torquay. I'm going to carry all the suitcase with all the gear in it. You, you want to be hands-free, you want to have a good time. Yeah, just... I did the I did the raffle for I did the auction for them, and you know loaded of gags out of that. But I didn't I wouldn't do you know I wouldn't stop. Yeah, well your your brain your two hundred quid I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> your your brain is a suitcase of props, isn't it? So you can just pull it out of the bag any time. But the Nicky yeah. Walker, I noticed Nicky Walker is in one of your reunions, and he was I think Nicky gave me my first ever holiday park season i think i got like 70 pound a night but i mean for me in 97 to get that contract you know my first you probably people weren't on that for a week's wages you know what i mean yeah in 1993 i got 80 pound a week at barry island and i was happy with that because i got <laughs> i got free dinners as well and accommodation <laughs> and, and, all, and all the women you couldn't uh, take out for a drink well i met a girl there <laughs> once yeah that, that was it i was only 17 so i was you know i was um, a yeah yeah very very innocent of course things changed eyes and teeth and uh, did you see a lot of comedians that shaped your act as you or what what made you want to go that's me i want to do that i want to be a comedian what made johnny laugh well, I say, jimmy and brian Patton. i mean my, my original name was called i was called johnny lane l-a-i-n-e oh no that's a nice name why did you change that <laughs> I had to because somebody else had it on equity. Okay, equity, yeah. And then I was and I was in my management, or Gary Walmart, same management, I was in the office, and this guy came over from America to see Gary, you know, oh. to do some stuff. All oh, right. And um, an agent, a big agent, and he said, uh, I, I was mucking about, and he went, you're a right laugh. And he said, that's it. What? So that's your name. But laugh. Oh, okay. I went, yeah. And that's how I got it. And there was a guy called Monty. And I got it, so I was really chuffed for that. And, Monty, uh, did, did you try and change his name? No. <laughs> <laughs> How could he change your name when he's called Monty? <laughs> Do you know that Donald Trump? He's American, isn't he, Donald Trump, that bloke, you know? And I said to him, it's true, this bloke turned around and said to him, you know, you're Donald Trump. He said, you're Donald J. Trump. What does the J stand for? And he said, genius. <laughs> That's a nice one. <laughs> but just sorry, sorry, yeah, go on. <laughs> As I said, did you model yourself on any comedian, or do you just tell one-liners, no, really, or no not, no, not really. I just my dog's just looking at me through the window. Um, <laughs> no, I let, let him in. I just, I just wanted, I, all I used to do was just stand up most of the time, probably when you saw me, and like just stupid props loads of impressions yeah and, and it worked i changed and yeah it worked but then I, as i got older the audiences got harder because they they weren't really um how can you put them they're okay the audiences but they're a bit tough because obviously you know the haven circuit was all all holiday makers yeah families and, Bay and all those but then they started getting owners so you have to find something else to do because you always go, oh, we heard that last week. Oh, we heard that, that last week. Yeah. So that started, started, no, it's that uh, started to change. I singing. Yeah. Putting singing stuff in and, you know, just using people out of the audience. Okay. You know, and that was how it, and it just progressed from there. That's, that's, that's what I did. And I, I've had a great, great career and it's not over yet. No, it's not, mate. It's not. We've got loads to talk about. But you, who gave you the nickname Laffy? Did that just come just because your name was Laff? Oh, um, Uncle Mal, Uncle Mal, Malcolm Mallet, who ran the holiday camp in um, one of the best ones it was. Um, oh, what was it called? California Sands, the Oasis. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And that used to get packed. I mean, that year, I was doing, I was doing fifteen shows a week. Wow. Right. Good days, so huh? Two a night, and then on Wednesday I did the third one, a late night, okay. twelve o'clock. Um, but when I used to go on, he used to call me that. He still calls me Laffy. Does he? <laughs> and he? And he doesn't say Zany. He says Zanny, Zanny <laughs> comedian. <laughs> but uh, I've known Mal, Uncle Mal for years. Anybody who knows him, he's just like he makes you feel so welcome. You know, 
there's like tea and biscuits in the dressing room and all this and he and he's just he hasn't got an act but he's just so funny yeah you know he's just one of these compares because I, I presented him with a trophy okay to the compare of the year you oh. know, and he loved it you know he still got it on his sideboard that's know? nice Oh, I think my dog's going to come say hello. Come say hello. Yeah, my dog's on my lap now. Sausages. 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 That's Sell got the name. And, and obviously then people, you know, now and again, someone's not people, is that Laffy? You know, Lee Carroll. He says always, oh, is that Laffy? You know, and it's funny. How it just... When it's on your number plate, you can't get away from it. I remember you turning up on the Isle of Wight, I think. And uh, you, you, what was your number plate, Johnny, back then? Oh, L4FFY Laffy. Okay, brilliant. You also had, I've seen pictures, uh, J888 Laugh. Yeah, I've got that. I've still got that. I've got that one now. Yeah, because yes. the 8 is a lucky, a Chinese lucky number. Oh, okay. But wow. it, ain't, it ain't been lucky for me. It's not lucky this year, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I took it off last year. I shouldn't have took it off tonight. No, no it's your fault. But you went into acting as well. Was you always an actor or did you just want to do no, comedy? No, or? no, I just... I wanted to go to stage school, and I really did want to go. And yeah. Jeff, Jeff Stevenson took me down to, well, I went down to Barbara Speaks. I did get offered something, but I never did it. And that's the biggest mistake I ever made, I think, really. Yeah. But not really, because then I look and think, well, they should have got me a big a role in something. Because people say to me, oh, you know, if you make it, your lifespan is probably six or seven years on television. Really? Right? Well. Mm. And when that finishes, you, you, don't, you, you think, oh, I'm not going to go out for... 250 quid because I used to go out for two grand a night. Yeah. So you sit at home twiddling your thumbs and doing nothing. So I'm glad really because I've kept working. Because I said to Dee one day, I'd love to, she said, I said, I'd love to make it. And she went, you have made it. You've made it, you're earning a living. You earn more money than most people. But you've got working. a great history, yeah. haven't you, within the business. Your career's been just non-stop, Johnny. Yeah, that's that's what we do, isn't it? But then I chase, you see, I used to chase. Yeah. Really, like, they, used to, they used to give me a job because they were so fed up with me ringing up. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you in the bill in 1984? I in the bill. Yeah, I did a part in the bill. I've done EastEnders. I was a, I was a, uh, a guy in EastEnders, a builder. Did the Dagmar. And then I was something else in it. I did another part in it. Lorry driver in the Chief Police series. Oh, yeah, and, and yeah. That... Do you remember? Oh, that was so funny because the agent rang me up, like, the casting agency in London. They said, oh, got you a part in the Chief. Yeah. Great Yarmouth, he said. I said, yeah, yeah. So he said, I'll, I'll, I'll fax you. When I used to fax, I'll fax you the script. Oh, I did love so, a fax. Anyway, fax me, fax me the scripts. You can't beat a good fax, can you? No, no. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, when it come through, already all of it. Had two weeks to learn it. Went down to the went down to do it. And of course, the thing about it was, I was taking little extra jobs as well. You know, like noddy jobs. Yeah. And when I got there, and they said to me, oh, "Are you Johnny Laugh? Yeah, okay. Would you come with us? Got to go to wardrobe and makeup." And when I went back on the bus, I remember we're not sitting with you. Well, well you, you took my job. Really? What do you mean took your job? Well, you've got my job. I, I went for that and I didn't get it. So I said, uh, oh, so can you drive a big seven and a half ton lorry? Oh, I've got a license. Well, that's the reason you didn't get it. You yeah. had to do it with me. And obviously this bloke was at the right go at me. Blimey. It's because yeah. I said, because you ain't got a license. You can't drive the money. Because they cut a lot of it out. I had to drive on the dual carriageway. <laughs> I said, the reason you haven't got it is because you haven't got a licence. Yeah, did you have a licence? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. got a seven and a half tonne truck. I've still got it. I'm driving a seven and a half tonne truck. Wow, you know, there's loads of jobs for us out there, Johnny. I haven't got a license. <laughs> yeah. Have you got a seven and a half tonne truck licence? No, I, I, can, I can drive a milk cart, I think. Well, you, can come, you can come and be my, my driver's mate. Oh, that would be fun. We could do that. Yeah. We can just listen to podcasts. and. <laughs> Well, do you know what? I don't mind doing it for a year. It's, it'll definitely get some laughs out of it, won't we? <laughs> oh, God, can you imagine it? Oh, you... We could put Johnny on the windscreen. You remember the 80s? You put Johnny on the windscreen oh, yeah. and put a Steve on the other side. That'd be lovely. Yeah, oh, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> Granddad in the middle. Eyes <laughs> <laughs> and teeth. You've done so many summer seasons, Johnny. Can you tell me about a few of them? What, who, who have you worked with in the, in the seasons and where? Chaz and Dave, when Chaz and Dave were really big. Wow. And uh, I used to do their, their, uh, their pub as well. And they used to have the Chaz and Dave pub, the new Pegasus yeah. in Stoke Newington. Okay. And it changed the Chaz and Dave. And on Saturday nights, they'd ring me up about three weeks before, their manager, Bob, and Bob England, and say, oh, Johnny, can you do um, Saturday? It's you, Warren Mitchell, and Chaz and Dave. 
Incredible. No, I can't go before, after Warren Mitchell. He went, no, you can host it, do a few gags at the beginning. Yeah, then put Chaz and Dave on, they'll do a few numbers. Then you're going to do another little bit, and then put uh, um, uh, Warren Mitchell on as Elf Garnet, and then we'll finish the night with a cockney knees up. That's what we should do. That's, I did loads of those. That's a I night I would that. love to watch now. Are you... Oh. You and Warren and Chaz and Dave, that is a night in itself, isn't it? That's well, it brilliant. brilliant. I, I loved it. And the thing about it is, we did the Middle East. Went out to the Middle East with Chaz and Dave. And the fun we had. We never stopped laughing, honestly. <laughs> we dressed up in these, um, with our dish dashes, you know, like that. We met a guy, and then he comes to the show in the Diplomat Hotel in Bahrain. He okay. comes to the show. And he, and he said, oh, I love your show. And I said, well, I like your, your dress. And he went, no, it's not called a dress. And he told us what it was called. Yeah. And he said, most people call them dish, dish dash. Right? Uh, okay. So he said, I will send something tomorrow to take it to the market. Anyway, morning, next morning, 10 o'clock, big limo pulls up. It's me, Chaz, Dave, Mickey Burt, uh, uh, the two roadies. Okay. Mark and uh, the other guy was. We went down to the market. And this guy's walking around, all kissing his hand. All his blokes, you know. You know, and he's got his worry beads. And he said, uh, what do you want? I said, oh, we, and so he said, just keep whatever you want. So we, we got this stuff, the white thing, the red, the, other, the white anchor on your head and the red and white stripe thing and all that. And, and he said, we said, how much? And he went, no, 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 nothing. Nothing, it's for the, for the boss, for the boss. And it, when we went, we went and got back to the hotel. And we said to the woman, he's, he just, she went, you know who that is? She said, if you go along the road, their heads are all on these posts, on these pillars, right? It's like an archway, and the king is in the middle, right? Mm. And this bloke was the second one down. Who took us to this thing. Whoa, spooky. And we, and we had great, oh, that's so we were, we were running the gauntlet. What we did was strip it off and see who could get to the end of the corridor and back before anybody opened their door. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we arrived Still. back in England all wearing our Arabs costumes. We were really proud because we were there for three and a half weeks. So hot. <laughs> you know, oh. Yeah. Like a restaurant. So we pulled up and the bloke was in the middle of the road playing <laughs> to bloody Allah. And Jason will make us Jason, we'll make a cup of tea ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a great summer season in um, Abu Dhabi. Oh, we did Margo, we did Clacks, we did Yarmouth, we did every touring all over the place. Just one nighters, but they were sold out every night. Yeah. You know. I remember walking on stage at Nottingham in the uh, the concert hall, which holds two and a half thousand. Okay, yeah. You know. Mm. And I'm not, I'm not, of course, I thought I'm going to die my ass here. Do you know what? It was the, one of the best nights. We had such a great night, you know. And then, of course, there was Joe Longford I toured with for four years. Brilliant with Joe. Love Joe. He always so put on a great show, didn't he? So always a happy audience with a Joe Longford show. because oh, he... yeah, The only thing is, you don't get the first three rows are empty. Because of the fan club. They're all reserved. It's like the Osmonds. Yeah, they always reserved yeah. for the Osmonds fans. And and if they don't turn up, it's empty, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was one bad. We did, I did, with Joe, I did the Opera House on Sunday concerts. Okay. Poor, dear Bobby Ball, who passed away, Bobby. Oh, I yeah. went to see him and Tommy at the Grand, because I was on the next night. But the, the Winter Gardens, where Darren Day yeah. was doing Summer Holiday. Anyway, I went went to see Bobby and Tommy, and, and uh, it was the uh, Bucks Fizz run. And I'd done some stuff with Bucks Fizz before. Okay. And also the Roly Polies. Yes. So I went backstage and he introduced me. And I'd only met Bobby briefly in Torquay. And he went, he said, I'll show you what's funny, lad. You watch this. Anyway, he did the show and he put me in a box. And he kept <laughs> referring to me on the thing. This is funny, John, watch this, John. This is funny. And all this, like, you know. <laughs> and when they finished, when they finished, I went upstairs, no, we're going to shoot off. He said, we've got to shoot off, blah, blah, blah. So I said, oh, we're doing a Sunday concert somewhere. So I said, okay. so he said, Johnny, don't be worried about tomorrow night. Just be yourself. That's You're nice. a funny man. Be yourself. And that's the last time I spoke to him. Oh, isn't that nice? Oh, it was lovely. And yeah. I just, it's so sad. Well, I mean, you know, too many. Like, you know, uh, what's it, Keith Harris, you know? Yeah. You know, and, but I, I said something the other day. You noticed that all these comics that have passed away are all the comedy characters, not the straight men. Oh, yeah. You know, Eric Morecambe was a, was a comedy character. Yeah. Ernie was a straight man. Yeah, you think right? of Bobby Ball, you think of Eddie Bobby Large. Ball, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and then oh, there was, who else? There was quite a few. Three or four double acts. You know, like Little and Large. Eddie yeah. was a comic and still was a straight man. Wow. And, you know, and it's just the comics. And I think, 
I'm glad I'm not in a double act. <laughs> yeah, oh. Bernie Winters. Uh, he, not he, Bernie, Mark and Bernie. Yeah, he Bernie went. Man, he yeah. went first, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, so just Bernie was. I, I got friends with Ray. Um, Ray uh, Winters, who was Bernie's son. Oh, okay. Uh, in Great Yarmouth, I did a season in Great Yarmouth, and also uh, with Martin Daniels. First time I met Mike, he was only sixteen, and he went on to great things and did um, Game for a Laugh, but then it did just fizzled out. Yeah. Shame because he was a great TV presenter, great act. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, he's still, but he's still working. What? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Well, no one is at the moment, but uh, I know what you mean. Yeah. I'm still panicking about you saying about the double acts that the funny people go first. So I'm, I, or I, I suppose Arthur Larker's going to go before I will then. In in that case, yeah, but he's <laughs> old, isn't he? So he's old. He's old. But you've got others, haven't you? You've got other mates. You've got other friends, haven't he? Yeah, but if he goes, my right arm's going to die, isn't it? Have you ever had a had a dead arm, Johnny? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, well, I can't go into that because it's a bit rude. <laughs> <laughs> That's another routine. Tell us about some of your pantomimes, Johnny. Who, where have you done pantos? And what memories do you have? Uh, well, the, the best ones I did were in Glasgow. Glasgow, uh, didn't you have someone's eye out there with a marshmallow? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought, <laughs> that was they said to me, the, the, the health and safety people, Yeah. you know, I was doing sweets, and uh, Ian Gordon cut to me, because that's the first year that I met the guy who was in Mrs. Brown's Boys called Dino. Okay, yes. It's a guy called Gary Hollywood, and Gary was in Panto with me for two years. Ah, oh, wow. And it was so funny, because I was doing the comedy, but I was chucking these mushrooms out, and, he, and these marshmallows in the audience. <laughs> yeah. And Ian said to me, you can't do that. I said, why? She could have somebody's eye out. I said, what, with the bloody marshmallow? And I told <laughs> the kids, I went, I can't do it tonight, boys and girls, because I could have your eye out with a marshmallow. <laughs> ah, so you can change it for mushrooms and been safe. <laughs> I should have yeah, I should have should I? Yeah. But uh, I, I, I mean, the best people to work with were the Crankies. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, the ultimate variety stars. Yeah, brilliant, aren't they? And they're very generous. A lot of, lot of stars don't want you to be funny. You know, yeah. I'm not being horrible. They don't, they don't want you to be funny. You shouldn't be funnier than, yeah, you can't, should be funnier than the, the main headliner, you know? I, I think that's the thing they, they worry about, don't they? About We had that. I mean, we, I was doing sketches with them, you know, like, um, she was Bob the Builder. Yeah. Um, Ian was, um, uh, what's her name? Oh, what's the one, the gardening program, Charlie Divock. Oh, yes. And I was Tommy. So I walked on and she said, oh, yeah, I said, Tommy. She went, Tommy, Tommy, who's Tommy? Because she talked to them, tried to copy my accent, see? She said, what's that? I said, uh, it's my tall box. She went, your tall box? What's in your tall box, Tommy? <laughs> I said, I got an hammer. She went, an, an hammer? What's an hammer? <laughs> I said, an hammer and a screwdriver. She went, what's a screwdriver? And cousin I went, don't you know what a screwdriver is then? You don't know what a screwdriver is then? I got a box. You need to Because then she goes, don't start talking like us. We really does. We had some great fun. That's and lovely. Said, and he used to say to me, and said to me, Johnny, he said, have you, have you got a gag for this one? So he worked, and I, I used to give him gags, you know, that I'd used previously. Yeah. And he would go, brilliant, you know? And uh, so I had five years there. Five, well, four years, then a year off, and then went back, and they offered me it again two years ago, and I said, no, because I'm a married man now, and I don't want to leave my wife at home. Yeah, oh, that's... <laughs> oh, that's lovely, mate. I produced this show for Keith Harris in uh, Blackpool two years ago, and it may have been three years ago. Actually, it's gone so quick, but uh, it completely sold out. But we had we had Duncan Norvell on, we had uh, Grumbleweeds, but the, the Crankies they got a stand innovation. They closed the first half for me, oh, and I, fun, Ian, our oh, Ian and Jeanette doing the ventriloquist routine at seventy-one. Oh, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy. When he drops on, did she do the gag about walking through the audience and saying, uh, what are you doing? So I'm looking at my mammy. So what's your mammy look like? She's got blonde hair. And he said, there's lots of ladies near with blonde hair. She went, yeah, but my mum's got a black line down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, what's going on behind that curtain? And he'd say, nothing. And she said, there's nothing going on in front of me either. <laughs> I can remember the act, like, you know, God. Oh, they're, they're brilliant. He, drop, he drops on the floor, doesn't he, when he does it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's incredible how they do that. But, I mean, they were both 71 years old when they'd done this show three years ago. And they still done the same act and they still got the stand innovation they deserved. It, it was brilliant. Yeah. I said the potters, you should have them at potters because when they were in, I said they, are, they went, oh, no. I said bring dancers with them and everything. Yeah. And your neck comes down as Madonna. Like, it's funny <laughs> as anything. She says Madonna. You know. 
and they just and you just think that they just they got something. There's something, but they've retired now. They're finished. I th- I think I think the Viva show was the last one they did. I'm I'm very honoured that they came out of retirement to do it, but. I mean to see that night. No, I'm so glad I was there and watched it from the wings. It was it was incredible. But you know they, they've done such a great thing for our business, haven't they? In variety, it just oh, really is. They just be oh conversational. Johnny, where did you and Freddie Star first meet and start to collaborate? Oh, well, what it was, I was doing, I was I was just gigging here and there and everywhere, just be you know, picking up a crust. And then a friend of mine said to me, "Well, they're looking for a compare at Caesar's Palace in Luton." Wow. So one of the premier venues, wasn't it, at the time? Yeah, and he was one of the stage, he was a stage manager, right? So I rang up uh, the owner and he said, oh, can you come down and do a, an audition? I said, I don't audition. He went, what? I said, I don't audition. He said, what do you mean you don't audition? I said, well, I've, I've been doing it like how many years, you know what I mean? And he said, well, come down tonight and compare the show. So Paul Burrell, who was with um, a radio station. Yeah. He said to us, I went down, it was, it was, a, it was like the smooth radio, but it's not, it's not called, it's not called what it was called then, Chilton Radio, Chilton FM. Okay. So I go down and uh, I compare and it was uh, David Essex. So I, I, I did 10 minutes before, had a great night. Nice. The guy come back and said, when can you start? So he said, when, I said, well, I can't, I can't do that night or that night. And he went on and I did different shows, yeah, different people. And uh, then I, and then, then they got Freddie Starr there. And I thought, oh, Christ, there we go. So... Trudy was there and Trudy said, oh, uh, Freddie wants a quick word. So I went, oh, right. I hadn't done anything. And he went, um, what do you do then? What, what, what sort of stuff do you do? I said, well, just a bit of stand-up, Fred. I, went, well, I don't need more class. And he went, well, I, I'll watch you because I, I might have some work for you. <laughs> and I never met him, you know what I mean? I, I mean, yeah. hadn't met him playing football and cricket yeah. in the showbiz things. But he wasn't, he didn't sort of come over and speak to me. Anyway, I did my spot and I had a, I had a belter. Well, you know, the, the flowers, present the flowers, took the mickey out of people and all this. Trudy came and said, all he wants you to do is tour. I said, when's that? It starts next Tuesday. I said, I can't. I've got gigs in. I've got gigs in. And I'll tell you who did it. And I didn't do all of them. I mean, I did some of them. But Johnny, uh, who? Oh, what's his name? Impressionist. His dad's an impressionist as well. Oh, John Clegg. John Clegg, his y- dad. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Well, he, did, he did some of the gigs as well. So okay. we, we split between us. And Mike Gold. Right, yeah. So they split it. And then when they finished, when they, the next one, he said, well, Johnny, can you do it by yourself? I just want you on your own with the band. I went, and I did I did 10 years. Well, I didn't do 10. It was over 10 years. Like, I might do like three tours. Just on the night. Yeah. 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 I did a couple of summer seasons. One in Great Yarmouth and a big one in Torquay. And we were due to do Blackpool the year after, but Freddie pulled it out. I mean, what was it? What was he like on stage or backstage? He'd done a lot of pranks, didn't he? And I know he pranked you oh, a lot, yeah. Johnny. And with his South End, yeah, South End, um, the, the Cliffs Pavilion. It was packed round, and um, I've got I've gone on stage and we used to do a bit of a double act. Freddie used to come out with um, just just a pair of just a pair of trousers on, right? Yeah. And he go, I can't find my dressing room key. I've lost it. Can't find it. I said, I gave it to you. I gave you. I gave you one. He went. Well, I never felt it. And all this, and all this. <laughs> Quite innuendo, you know what I mean? But funny. Yeah. Then he'd go off, he'd come back on with his underpants on. I said, it had a fob on. He went, I've not had a fob on for years. <laughs> and it was all this. I said, it's a long fob with a key. And he went, I can't find it. Anyway, he comes walking back on in his underpants. And all, all this hair hanging out of his underpants, you know, thing. Oh. He said, I've had a Brazilian. I said, I went out with her last week. <laughs> and it was all this, right? And, it, and anyway, he said, ah. Oh. And he, he said, I've got it. Anyway, <laughs> He pulled this big um, thing out of his, you know, what I'm on about, um, make some noise for women. <laughs> but it was in the shape, it was in that shape, and the key was on it. He went, I found the key, John, there is one. And he put it in his mouth and walked off. <laughs> anyway, he did this, right, and I'm doing my act. And then he turned around and walked on and said, oh, he said, are you hungry, John? I said, no, I'm, I'm going to eat later, Fred. And his, his, his roadie, his bodyguard, minor, who was a guy called Preston, Preston Mahoney, brilliant, lovely man, he's with... JLS, I don't know. Oh, I can't think of his name's the, the pop, big pop band. He walks on and he through the audience. He's got a bag of food, right? You know, the chips and that. Yeah. So he comes up and he's Freddie starts feeding me this pie and chips, stuffing them in my mouth. Now, bear in mind, there's there's fifteen hundred people watching this, right, all <laughs> laughing because they think it's funny. Yeah. So there's loads of stuff showing around. All the other stuff, bloody hell! One Direction, that's where he was with the Preston. So he's pushing this piece in my mouth, right? Then he goes and gets a cigarette light, and now I've got this chip paper in my hand, and he, he 
bends all the corners, so there's like a corner here, and then just lights the four corners with a cigarette lighter. Anyway, it starts to flare up because it's chip fat, right? <laughs> it then goes running off and gets a fire extinguisher, fire hose, and literally soaks me from head to foot in this fire hose, right? Honestly, and I, what I've done, I've put the mic around the back of myself. Mm. <laughs> it's true, it's right? He's got, he's got off. He's brought the fire extinguisher on and he starts firing it at the audience. No. All this water. Wow. All this water. And I'm soaking wet. And I mean, he, he wake up to me and he, just, and he brushed the foam out of my hair. He said, oh, you look lovely. And kissed me on the cheek and walked on wet. Okay, John, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm soaking, dripping wet. All the band, because I used to sing with the band if my number, yeah. they've all got their all arms over their equipment. And Freddie went off, he tripped over and he stuffed the, the um, extinguisher down his leg. <laughs> right, so I was going out, and of course, he lifted his leg up and it's all over the audience, they're all bloody like this. And of course, when I went off, it did that. Another time, it, it cut me uh, trouser legs off. The, during so during your act? During Dur my act. Yeah. He went, just, just carry on, John. Carry on. <laughs> and he, he cut my legs off and then cut one a little bit short and he got the sleeve of my jacket. Took the sleeve off my jacket. He went, that's better. That's funny. That's funny, that. Just started doing that. That's funny, that. I like that. Were you nervous working, not knowing what he was going to do when he came on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to think, I used to look at the corner of me, I think, where is he? Is he a bear? Where is he? I thought, if he comes on, I am in Doodoo Street. He came on, give me a shoe. He always, he always, always apologised if he did anything wrong when I came off. Really? But he, was, but he was very, he was, and I feel so sorry for him because the way he died, I went to the funeral, I was a friend of his, and as I said to people, you know, I, I got on well with him, and sometimes I didn't. I mean, sometimes yeah. he had blow-ups, big ones, you sure. know what I mean? But yeah. it's like, it's a family. I mean, I was, uh, 10 years, you, you know, you fall out with people, and you don't, when he pulled gigs, we never got paid, and, you had, and in all fairness, I thought... You know, I can, I can I can pick a few gigs up here and there, um, but it was all like that, and it went on and on and on. But he, when he was bad, he was bad. You know, you, you wouldn't go near him. You know, and I I used to look at his eyes when he walked in the theatre, and I could see exactly what he was going to be like. Really, it was so I knew predictable. To until he actually, and of course, you had to do. There's a guy called Bill Pridding, and Bill was. Um, Russ Adams' tour manager. He was Freddie's tour manager as well. Okay. And we used to have to sit with Freddie till about two or three o'clock in the morning and listen to the same stories. Yeah. You know, the same every night. And you had, you go, yeah, I know what you mean, Fred. Cool, I was terrible that. <laughs> but it was a respect thing, you know? It was a respect. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, of course. You know, I, I, I loved it. I mean, it cool. where, where would you get a chance? We did the Philharmonic in Liverpool on the, on the uh, docks and uh, we worked in front of 12,000 people. Wow. You know what I mean? And I was cacking myself, but I just said you know, I was born here. And I did it, you know, few, mentioned a few areas. Then again, done it was a bit heavy. Did it mention a few areas, so that's how it, and it was great. And it was, it, we, we did get, we, did, we got on, I mean, we got on okay, you know. You can't take away from him. Well, we done the 1970 Royal Variety Show. He became a star, didn't he, overnight? But overnight, he, like, he's he, the only, him and Gary Wilmot yeah. are the only two people to ask to go back out and do a bit more. He did create magic on stage. I always remember him sat with my, my family watching the Des O'Connor show. Freddie's on tonight. We have to sit and watch Freddie. He always he always no. made an entrance, didn't he? Uh, well, the, the ratings on, on Des's show were quadruple if Freddie was on it. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that, I know why. But then, they, then you know, then, then things change, you know. Fred said, why can't I get telly? You know, I said, well, Fred, things, times change. You know, that changed. I mean, after that, that was where I got the, I got a tour with the, the Four Seasons, the real Frankie Fanny and the Four Seasons. You wow. Know, the 46-day tour in the UK, that was brilliant. You Amazing. Know, playing him everywhere. Yeah, you know? so done a lot of support uh, work as well. Oh, I love it. I, I love doing it all. I just, you know, I mean, Lakeside Country Club, you've done Lakeside. I have, great yeah. Venue. Great venue. Bob Potter's well, brilliant. Uh, yeah, Bob Potter's place and uh, Austin. But it's not, it's not there anymore. It's gone, sadly. Austin Most Brown. Have, haven't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they've all shut down. There was one at Leicester, the Stardust, which I went the to Stardust, once. Not for Barry. Barry yeah. used to do that one on the roundabout. Yeah, do yeah. you remember that place? Did you do it? I, I rodeed for Jimmy Tamley in Stardust. I remember Jeremy Beadle was in the audience. It was a, a really? bit of a posh cabaret dinner. There was dancers on it, comedians and, and Jimmy Tamley. Right. And I was just roadieing backstage, but it was... 
great venue, but that's gone. That's um. Yeah, it's a housing estate now. Oh, is it really? Isn't that Barry, sad. Barry lives, I think Barry lives over in Spain somewhere. Oh, Constantinople. When the business starts to change, Johnny, you you kind of want a bit of stability, and you started to do residency at Potter's. I've heard about yeah. Potter's over and over again. I've never been. I've never been invited. I've tried to get jobs there. It's not easy to get in, but it's such. No. They, they want the, they know what they want there, don't they? But you, you've had quite a few good years at Potter's. Can you tell me about what you years. love? Twelve years. Really, that long? What do you love about the place? It's, it's a nice, easy-going place. I mean, the thing about it is you've got Mark Brewer is the star there, you know what I mean? Mark Brewer is the main one. Nobody else. Yeah. You couldn't take Mark out of the equation because nobody else could do it. Sure. You know I mean, Mark's got one, Mark is one of these people who can walk on and do just lift a finger and they'll laugh. And he can do the same yeah. thing every night and they'll still laugh. Do they have a lot of owners there, or just repeat people? No, no, it's, no, it's just a private, it's a private uh, resort. Okay. And now it's the only all-inclusive resort in the country. Yeah, and, it, and I'm have to say they spent millions getting it up to scratch. Yes. You know, for the COVID thing, you know, they've moved walls and you know made bigger spaces for venues. I mean, I, I mean, it gave me a chance to do things like uh, play Tenardia in the Miserable. You know it, what I mean? Yeah. I never in a million years, and I, I was uh, Wilbur in Hairspray. I was one of the Blues Brothers, you know. I'm now in a, in the show which we do called Putting on the Glitz, which I'm singing serious stuff, you know. I'm not, you know, and, and I do a spot, a bit stand up, and of course I had to. You have to reinvent yourself, which is why I reinvented and did Mrs. Brown. We'll get to that in a second, but don't skirt yeah. around Lard of the Dance. Tell me more about Lard of the Dance. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, you mean when I do? Oh, yeah, that was funny. That, it is funny. It's yeah, online yeah. now. The Lard of the Dance, yeah, well, that just came up by mistake. That's <laughs> me, would you go on? And of course, it, it just we just copied um, Dimitri, you know. Stavros uh, Flatley, yeah. Stavros Flatley, Dimitri, they used to come to Potter's. We got quite friendly. I yeah. see him in Panama and everything. Yeah, you they're know, great so, lads. And, of course, I just copied them too. And I bloody, I couldn't bloody do it. I mean, nearly have a heart attack. You know what I mean? I was just gone. <laughs> and of course, I had Mary from the Dare, who was another character. All right. You know, and where I used to have big booths and sling them around the back and they'd fly out the back across <laughs> the audience. You know? <laughs> uh, that was all. And then, of course, we did the swimming, the synchronised swimming, which Steve did. But we did it with um, six of us. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. And that was the biggest sketch that was ever, you know, people saying, ah. Oh, what a sketch. We loved it, that swimming sketch, you know? It's fantastic. It really worked there, didn't it, at Potter's, where you're doing productions. I mean, you all oh. write, you write scripts, you do comedy routines, and uh, but it is a production. It's like a summer season, but all year round with Potter's, isn't it? Yeah, well, it was, it was brilliant, because I didn't want to travel anymore, but no. I retired. When I finished with Fred, yeah. I sort of retired at 55, and I thought, I don't really want to do anything now. Sure. You know, I don't really want to do too much. I just let me dog in the kitchen. I thought, I don't want to do too much, so I just, I, I changed my mind on things I want to do. Yeah. You know? And then, of course, when, when it came up, I actually went up there and they said, oh, yeah, we'd, um, we'd be interested in using you on the, you know, on the show. And I went, brilliant. And of course, I had to call Bingo, and people laughed at me, and oh, you call him Bingo, oh, you're doing, doing that, oh, you're doing the swimming guard, whatever, you know. I said, but, you know, I'm not sitting there, I'm twiddling my thumbs, you know. It's always in I us, mean, isn't it? It's in our blood, Johnny. You, you, you can't well, stop just, this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never, probably never give up. Like tonight, you know, I just, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to do 25 minutes of a bit of singing, a little bit of chat, you know, and then I get, I get, sometimes I get a thousand people. When I tune into Facebook and I see you, I had to just tune in just to say hello, because you're, you're, you're there just to make people smile. You're laughing, you're raising a laugh and, and you're just chatting and reminiscing about people you work with. It's so nice. Because you're sat at home, you're, you know, sort of connecting, reconnecting with people. And that's, that's why I keep seeing you on this. I need to get Johnny on this podcast because you, you love talking and reminiscing. And, and it's what it's about and at this time where we're all, you know, there, there is sort of um, mental issues and stuff and people are lonely. And, and it oh, really is a good time, isn't it, to connect with people. It's about talking. Yeah. One of the summer seasons I did in Torquay. For Billy and Trevor George. Oh, right? okay. I went down, did the audition, right? Got the show, got the, got the summer. And um, they said to me, oh, you know, we, we've got your accommodation in a lady's house in in, 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 in Chelston. Beautiful. I mean, like a mansion, right? Anyway, mm. I went to see her, this woman. And I mean, I can talk, right? Yeah. But this woman, oh, she, she wouldn't let you get there. She was funny. I'm still going to see her now. She's in the late 70s now. Oh. Anyway. I went back to Billy and Trevor George's for lunch. 
So she said, how'd you get on? I said, oh, great. I said, yeah, lovely lady. I said, mind you, who caught? She can talk a glass eye to sleep. <laughs> when Billy went to make a cup of tea, Billy said, Trevor said, you do realise Billy's got a glass eye? I went, no. Oh. Wow. Chris Corbley, do you mean you know Chris Corbley, don't the event? I don't know if I do. Never Chris was event, right? Yeah. And I turned Chris said to me, you know, if you're in the area, you have to come to my wedding. See? Right. So I turned around and said, my friend Chris Corbley, I said he's marrying a bird that does magic. I've been invited to the wedding. She said, firstly, you haven't been invited to the wedding, and secondly, that's my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Twice in about half an hour. Foot in it. Foot in it. But I, I went and worked in Spain. Thompsons, which was brilliant. In the hotels? Yeah, doing the hotels, all the, all the Thompson Golds. Yeah, they're always nice to do, aren't they? Just want to be entertained, and they're happy people. And... Eyes and teeth. So how did uh, Mrs Brown's Boys come about when you started to do that in Potters? Well, the funny, the, the weird thing was, there was a wig on the table. Like, there was a wig sitting on the table, and I picked it up one night. Because I wear glasses, I put it on and went, Hello, Mrs. Brown, how are you? And one of the girls said, You've got to do that. I said, Rachel, Rachel Beatty, said to me, You have to do that. Really, so, so unbeknown to them, the next day I went down to the um, fancy dress okay. and I had one in the window, a costume, <laughs> Mrs. Brown. So I brought it and I said to the tech crew, Can you do the Mrs. Brown intro on the on a track for me? When they said, Ladies and please welcome Johnny Lass. So I said, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Johnny Lass. And he came up to that. Then, Jam, please welcome Mrs. Brown's boys. And I walked on and just walked straight on there. Hello. And of course, the chair. <laughs> just a couple of days. I, didn't, I hadn't got an act with it. Yeah. Just mucked about, took the mickey out of people. And now I've got like a 20 minute routine, which I do. Brilliant. So, but that's how, and of course, then they said to me, why don't you do a Mrs. B keep fit class? <laughs> so I actually do a 45 minute. Like comedy routine, like you know, Aga do and all that, you know, and YMCA and get more doing it, you know what I mean? Well, that's brilliant, but it's endless, isn't it? You can do bingo, you could do raffles with Mrs. Brown, and and you're so good at ad libbing because you've got the experience, so she could work in any situation. Well, I did, I've done a few bingo, you know, bingo halls and things like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. You know, a few weddings and stuff, so it, it's worked out, but I'm not, I don't want to do loads and loads, I'm not bothered, you know? Don't want to travel too far from home. But still being at Potters, I'm still at Potters, so that's, you know, that's a bonus. Yeah, so where are you based, Johnny? Because you, everything you've been talking about is a kind of Great Yarmouth-based, I mean, Norfolk-based. Yeah, I'm, I'm based. actually based just outside Hopton. Oh, OK, you are up there. I can't tell you where, because I don't want to come round and touch me. Or <laughs> <laughs> the tax man will come and get me. <laughs> <laughs> or some of my agents, I forgot to pay the commission, so... Yeah, so that's, that's how it happened, that's how it happened, but I had a great, I've had a great, great innings, I think. Yeah, it's not, it's not it's not over yet. But I mean, you feel sorry for people that are up and coming. Is that what you're about yeah, to say? Yeah, I do. Because where they're going to go? Because they're not the comedy stores anymore for the youngsters, the young comics. No, you no. know, like Jongliers have all gone. Yeah, you know, and one of the guys who has reinvented, I think he's brilliant. He's a good friend of yours and mine. He's also a water rat. Is Jeff Stevenson? Ah, oh, Jeff's just you know? got back into acting, hasn't he? Oh no, he got that. He's just got the award for the best actor in America. Oh, I'm so pleased for him. Yeah. Oh, Jeff and I, well, Jeff and I have knocked around together because when I was a red at Clacton, Jeff came down 15 years old, you know, and you jacked the lad, and of course he did his act, and it was really funny. Yeah. And then he said to me, I said, so what you been, oh, I'm, I'm in Bugsy Malone. I thought, yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm the president of the United States. Anyway, I went to see the film Bugsy Malone, and he's only in it. I thought, <laughs> he is. <laughs> and we kept in touch from that day, 1976, and we're still in touch today. Ah, oh, that's that's amazing. I studied his mum and dad and everything. Jeff and I have been friends with him because we don't we don't mix that much, you know what I mean? But I mean, I grew up with like Brian Connolly, Shane Ritchie, you yeah, know, Bobby yeah. Davro, mm. and I know all those people, but not they're not what, they're not what I call mates. You know, they're acquaintances, and I can ring them up and say, "Oh, how's it going?" They'd be on the phone for an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. But uh, you know, that's, but, but that's that's the nice thing about it. You know, it, it is nice, but you could see someone you're not seen for 30 years and pick up like you saw them last Tuesday. There, that's what this business does, isn't it, Johnny? It really, yeah. it connects yeah. uh, connects all of us. A friend of mine is in is in Manfred Man's Earth Band. He's oh, a right. singer. Yeah. Guy called, guy called Robert Hart. Okay. Well, Bobby was uh, he was doing the circuit in Great Yarmouth with me when I was up here. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit poppy, little pop star, you know. Mm. And uh, he got he got a contract with. Joe Cocker, and I went to see him with Joe Cocker. Wow. Then he got, then he went to America and wrote the music to Whoopi Goldberg's A Burglar, 
and was in the film <laughs> and he got a big recording contract and now he's with Manfred Man's Earth Band, you know? Brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. history, Lovely isn't it? We're in touch again, so that's nice. Yeah. Well, you, you sing as well, don't you? You got any CDs for sale? I, no, I noticed that you posted um, that you've got an old CD or something on, online. No, somebody, somebody got that years ago. <laughs> Did they? Years ago, not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have CDs anymore. I've got I've got the new ones now, a laser, a brilliant laser disc. <laughs> the machines, you can't get them. Just download them. Your, your son Mitch is in the forces, I noticed recently, Johnny. Yes, he is. You yeah, must be so proud. Yeah. He's been to Iraq on a tour. Yeah. Uh, done lots of different stuff. Uh, lovely, lovely guy. I've now got two dogs looking through me through the door. I told you they're all <laughs> going to start coming round. I told them where you live now. <laughs> my little girl, she's just looking at me, all funny. My boys, all the, they, don't, they don't do anything together. Are they married dogs then? <laughs> no, no, engaged. Sort of, yeah. He's going to wait till they get married and he'll jump on them. But, uh, <laughs> going back to my son Mitch, yeah, he's 26. And he's a full corporal in the Royal Engineers. Oh, wow. And he is just, he, he just, I'm so, I'm so proud of him because yeah. he's just, you know, he's, he loves, he, he's always loved the army. When he was a kid, I had to do his, his bedroom, you know, up in, like a little bit like the army. He camouflage. Could you never find him when you went in the room? I know, I know. What's that <laughs> gang in it? It's a bloke, bloke said, where were you this morning on camouflage? He said, I didn't see you. He said, yeah, good night. <laughs> <laughs> Oh bless him! So, so Mitch, where is Mitch at the moment? Is he on uh, on call uh, now? No, he's just in, in barracks at the moment. They can't do it. They can't go anywhere. No, no. Um, I think probably did something yesterday at the barracks. Remembrance Sunday. Oh. But I'm so proud. If you, well, you've seen the picture, they're in the uniform. You look really proud, and it really is nice to see, you know, uh, somebody with a passion, you know, like that, and that hasn't gone into comedy, but he's still touring in different ways. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's, he's a Christmas baby as well, born on Christmas Day. Oh really? He's got a birthday coming oh, no. up. That would have been a well-paid, double-paid gig, wouldn't it, as well? Quite, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, but I tell you what, you got a nice gift though to get a son being born on that day. Oh, that's tell you what, brilliant! He just—I mean, I love him to bits, and he's—you know—he respects who my, my wife now. Uh, I'm still in touch with his mum. Not, not we don't talk, but you know, we whenever he mentions her or something, you know. It, you know, that was my first marriage gone, and now yeah, God, yeah, little Mitch, you know, and that's. But I still got pictures of him when he was a little boy on my side, you know, oh. which I'm proud of. And I look at that, and I think now, and then the one where he's a soldier, and you think, oh dear, you know, yeah. When he was in Iraq, it was a little bit hair raising, you know. Well, yeah, it must have been scary for a father. So, was he never interested in comedy then, Mitch? No, no, he can sing a bit. He's got a bit of a singing voice, but not. He would never sing for a living. You know what I mean? No, no, not the singing soldier on next year's Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> That's what singing sing soldier. Not, not since Robson and Jerome have we seen that, I don't think. Robson, go there. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. I can dress up in a soldier. I think you'll be the proper soldier. And we'll <laughs> sing together. I believe for every job. Oh, mate, I tell you what, that, that'll get to the finals. That's what they love, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Father and son. I keep having them ring me up. They keep ringing me up. Do they? Still doing it? Oh. They want you to no, do it in a dress or in Norman Wisdom? Yeah, Mrs. B. Bit of so everything. Said, no. Yeah. I said, no, I don't want to do anything like that. I'm too old. I'm 68 this year. I don't want to do it. I don't need to do it. But thank you very much for the offer. Oh, bless. It's nice to be asked, isn't it? But it's nice to turn oh, yeah. some it down yeah. now and again. <laughs> They, they asked me, Johnny, they asked me to come on um, Take Me oh. Out, the game show, you know, where you go oh, yeah, on really? and, and yeah, I mean, I've been married for 20 years, basically. I, I've been with Nina 20 years. I did say to him, I don't think my wife's going to be too happy with me doing this show, so I'll have to decline. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I've applied to go on Bargain Hunt, mate. That's my favourite programme program of all time. I love it. It is a good oh, show. A friend of mine was on that last year. Spencer Gibbons was on it. Oh, was he? Oh, I didn't see him on yeah. there. Uh, I just told him the truth. I just said, you know, I think that, you know, I could bring something to the table. Yeah. You know, I said, I'm a Mrs. B looking like a comic entertainer, semi-retired. I said, uh... I'll be fun. But he said, what would you do? I said, well, I'm just trying to get obscure stuff that people don't normally get. Yeah. To try and make some money. And they both want to sit up on the thing. Come on. Come and sit up here. That's it. Come on, here they come. <laughs> I'm going to have to call this the... Uh, I'm going to call it a dog cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, don't do that, Bailey. Do you don't lick no, that. Dog. Stop licking that. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's dog can do that? Just give him a biscuit. You might, you? <laughs> have you got a jar of peanut butter there, Johnny? <laughs> I, I could have. I could have. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've really enjoyed catching up, Johnny. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I have to get together soon and have something to eat when this is all over. I really love that. If I'm up in your area and I, when there is work, I'm always up in your area. So I'll, now I know where you are and I will track you down. <laughs> I know. I'll bring the peanut bring butter. Bring because he's a pain in the backside. He's a, well. He don't mind the pain. That's me right hand. Should, <laughs> should, should take me watch off. Yeah, listen, mate. Thank you very much for that. It was a pleasure. I'll speak to you soon, Stevie. All right. Thanks, buddy. Love See you soon. Bye -bye. And Bye. you. Bye. Eyes and teeth. Thank you, Johnny. You can look out for Johnny at Potter's Resort or keep in touch on Facebook. And check out his interviews on his Facebook page. It's called Having a Laugh with Johnny. He's had some fun guests on there. Today's comedy quote comes from Freddie Starr. I'm so lucky that if I was to fall into a bucket of boobies, I'd come out sucking my thumb. And I've cleaned that one up. Eyes and Teeth is written, produced and hosted by Steve Hewlett. Vocals provided by Larissa, Lola and Nina Hewlett and special guest vocals by Rich T. Eyes and Teeth music and jingles are produced and performed by Kevin Dean. Join me next time on Eyes and Teeth when I'll be talking to the gorgeous Maddie Cryer. See you soon. Eyes and Teeth.